Hello guys, welcome to the first podcast of uh, Sakar Velo Insight. Uh, for this first uh, podcast and first format, we have a great friend, uh, Igor, who is the founder of Gymnasia. And uh, today we're going to talk about a little bit about his background. We're going to talk about um, uh, how he succeeded being a developer for uh, Grammarly, one of the initial founder, and uh, how he went to Georgia, came to Georgia and to found uh, Gymnasia. Very interesting story coming up. So uh, enjoy. Hi, hi everybody. Uh, this is also first podcast for me. Yes. For several. So, but I'm big, uh, huge fan of Joe Rogan podcast, Lex Friedman podcast, and gladly share my story. And soon he will be uh, a great fan of Sakharov Inside podcast as well. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, I'll tell some maybe like short thesis of my um, career. Uh, I started uh, I, uh, when I was like young, I had like a pretty poor uh, childhood. I don't have, uh, don't have enough money. And um, I figured out that uh, software engineers uh, are getting the most, like the biggest salaries back mm -hmm. then. So I decided uh, maybe I should learn this craft. Uh, so I I found uh, some courses, like one month courses, and um, learned some things. And um, from that point, I started to write code, like try different stuff. And uh, uh, I like, spent two years like doing different projects. I, I made a accounting software for my mother. I made, uh, I tried to build uh, software for um, uh, people who make uh, honey. It at was- what, what age you were at this point? It was uh, around 20 years, 19 years. Uh, and uh, I, I got a lot of experience. Um, no, no, like almost no financial gain from that, but it was good learning. And uh, from that point, I, I tried to be to become entrepreneur to make my uh, outsourcing company. It was in Kiev, Ukraine. And in this uh, mode, I spent six years. Uh, so for your own company, it was your own company, outsourcing my, my, company. Yeah, yeah, my own company like spent six years doing that, uh, made all possible mistakes, a lot of pain, a lot of different uh, like mistakes with partnership, like learned a lot. And um, uh, I managed to get, it, it was basically my education. I got experience with management. I got experience with like technical, solid technical base. Uh, how to make front ends, back ends. And um, at that point, I wanted to leave uh, this partnership that I was in and uh, I started to look around and uh, some guys uh, proposed me to try to build uh, with them prototype of uh, browser extension that would uh, highlight uh, spell checking errors on the web. And uh, I built a prototype and uh, we started to like work together on product, uh, which eventually be became uh, a Grammarly a browser extension, then the web editor. Uh, yeah, and uh, from that point, uh, I moved all my energy uh, to, to building this company. And they, uh, back then it was even not Grammarly. It was, it had different How name. How was it called? Um, the name was, um, there was like company called Cyborgs and they had, um, I even don't remember how, how yeah. product they called, like some different name. The, the initial drive to, to code was to uh, escape poverty, right? That was your initial drive. That yeah, was, was behind your first uh, targeting of one goal and uh, to just escape from that from that environment. 
yeah, it was it was a tool to to escape that. Yeah, and then I fell in love with that, and uh, it helped me to like get Minecraft and yeah. how how the uh, coding and programming changed the way you think. Yeah, it changed a lot because uh, uh, in programming you use uh, a lot of mental models and concepts uh, that are applicable to the real life. For example, uh, when uh, some software crashes, it usually sequence of uh, like several uh, failed uh, checks, failed uh, like layers of protection, you know. Same thing happens to like any crash in like physical world. It's usually one mistake, then second mistake, like combination of mistakes. Same thing in software. Then uh, I liked a lot that in software you use uh, like data, a lot of data, a lot of statistics, and uh, you learn to think non-binary non way but like uh like you use probabilities to make your decisions so you change your decision uh, uh decision making process so you you remove from your mental model inferior thinking all superstition just to look at what could be as close to the truth as possible yeah and then and you have tools also to check this truth so you because programming it 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 is very precise thing like precise instructions and uh when you create something uh, you may create some like uh main main um, path like uh easy but then you get into the edge cases and those edge cases uh take a lot of time to like cover them which is also like happens to any stuff that you built like in real life and uh, but in this virtual world you can experience a lot of such stuff mm. like so you learn quicker because mm. you have this feedback loop quicker and also another thing that when you start to work in this field and this field is like edge field progresses a lot it's very new and uh, a lot of like bright minds uh, they participate in this uh, environment in this like um, like community so you learn from those people and they also bring a lot of like uh, best cutting edge management uh, practices so you start developing this uh, extension grammarly you stay in ukraine for how long how long did it take before your company becomes uh, uh, gain traction from the moment you start building it. When I joined um, at this point, company I think uh, it was about uh, one or two years old, and uh, it started uh, two, two Ukrainian uh, founders, Alexey Shevchenko and Max Litvinov. They started the, this company. And it was their second company. Mm -hmm. First company, um, they they successfully sold, and got some uh, some resources to fund next company. First company did uh, plagiarism checks, mm -hmm. and second company like Grabler had this plagiarism check as uh, a feature, and they like funded uh, a team and team started to look um, for some ideas how to make a product and uh, when i came there were, were like uh, 15 people already in small uh, apartment office and uh, it took me around two years uh, to build like uh, bulletproof like this engine that uh, highlight errors mm -hmm. So you you're the guy who who actually built the the, the engine behind Grammarly, like this uh, engine that uh, highlights uh, errors because mm. it's very um, uh, you know it's maybe not very hard uh, science task like computer science task but it's like very hard empirical task because you have to like physically fix all those bugs that you. Uh, get into different websites, so it's just matter of hours and hours to oh, like yeah. find all different cases and like find a sustainable uh, thing. <laughs> and once you get it, you can like 
spread this product to uh, like a lot of people. Did uh, Grammarly help you with your English or no? Uh, I think so. Uh, I think so. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but uh, like uh, from this technical, it, there was like technical uh, blocker for us. Uh, there was also like major business blocker because Grammarly initially was uh, 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 like premium product to get check results you had to pay you had to put your credit card number and get a uh, result it worked but this solution uh, would not uh, allow a company to grow to this side that so it got eventually business model change yeah so there was like a very key point for the company to switch from uh, uh, premium model to freemium model when you become available to like millions of users by free product and some like small percentage of those uh, can convert to premium user and pay actual money sure. so it was like very risky period of company when we switched that and we got understanding that this is a viable business that can like grow as like typical startup yeah great. great so after two years you get the traction you ma you make the the product viable and then what's happening can you quickly uh, take us through the different steps that took uh, the company uh, through that level of today and when and when when your your uh, uh, your adventure with grammarly stopped i mean in how how do you go through something else i think uh, uh in 2014 or 13 we moved to this uh freemium model from this point we understood that business is viable and it started to grow rapidly and uh, we also started to get a lot of um, like technical issues because of this growth we had to scale to introduce different uh, practices we also got um, like pretty like uh because company uh, grew fast. Uh, we also got some mistakes with uh, our decisions, like some hiring mistakes, like like every startup has probably. And uh, yeah, but growth was pretty good. And uh, I think another major point was uh, when a company raised uh, around like for, and it was uh, mostly like uh, PR round. There was like uh, I think valuation around half billion dollars at first round. First round at half billion dollar. Yeah, and it was like uh, specifically for uh, publicity because we had um, uh, problems with hiring uh, people in US, hiring good uh, tech like engineers. Because uh, in US you compete with Google, Facebook, uh, and those companies uh, like take all talent. Mm. And we thought that it, like, if we cannot compete at this point, because like, what is Grammarly? It's like small button. What is this? Is this even business? But when we got this valuation, it mm -hmm. uh, helped us to got it, got it. to get. So so basically, you you made the move towards. Uh, uh towards uh, uh sale of, of of equity just as a way to say okay we have this valuation we are serious now we need uh good developers we need good tech guys look at our valuation you should come to us that was the that was the move yeah 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 it was mostly for for hiring yeah and like it's company but like my uh my life there was like separate track so maybe I'll share my personal experience. Sure, sure, sure. So when I started, there were like 15 people. Then um, around this freemium time, um, uh, we got around 100 employees and opened uh, office in San Francisco. I was still in Kiev. And uh, at this point, we introduced uh, company values. Uh, so it, the company... Uh, like b became like shaped more like some uh, like like small com corporation and uh, it was already different company when we got uh, to the next level uh, with this valuation it was already different company like mm. 
like bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's uh, I'm not in the company, but company now very different because even uh, just like we have we had like back then like maybe three designers. Now it's like uh, several dozens of designers. Yeah. So my personal uh, uh, thing was like um, I had to be adaptable because like uh, I am self self-taught engineer and I it appeared that I missed some like fundamental computer science skills so I had to so I built this product uh, and uh, like I now I understand like my hacker mindset uh, in terms of like um, finding the right solution uh, that will be uh, timed well so we will ship product they were good at that point but then when we want to scale team their uh, team needed like some different mindset so at some stages i was the person who lead at some points i was person who who was just like regular engineer mm -hmm. but still like i always like use my entrepreneurship mindset to like I, I participated in all aspects of company, but I also like learned a lot of engineering practices fr from guys who are like more fundamental. And because we, you didn't go through engineering school, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, but like even uh, like you know, field is so so new. So I, I don't think like Understand. engineering school. Understand. Yeah, but some guys who came, they had like better engineering practices. And I think like it, it was very productive to learn from each other. Like some guys learned from me, like my mindset to like ship quickly. I learned from them like how to like be more mature in some practices. And we rewrote several times uh, our code base as well, because like code base it tends to when it grows it tends to become like uh to accumulate um Research. technical depth yes. you know uh -huh. and you have to like always rewrite it or think mm -hmm. yeah so i i think during my uh time at grammarly i participated maybe in uh, like four or five ma major rewrites of like everything the whole code yeah like my part but mm -hmm. in different so i didn't touch like this in intelligent uh, machine learning stuff but all about interfaces mm -hmm. yeah there was a lot so at what time do you uh stop with uh, grammarly and then what's happening and what what was the uh, psychological and uh, what was your ambition uh, afterwards um so i was pretty exhausted uh, uh, around uh, like i spent uh, almost eight years there and um, i was exhausted and uh, also uh for me like I, I i did everything that i wanted to do like from technical challenges the last technical challenge uh, challenge was to integrate grammarly into google docs hmm. and it was like uh like not clear if it is possible so i spent around uh, like a year and a half just doing this google docs integration it was bad there were some people who didn't believe uh, in this stuff in the company yeah but uh, luckily we managed to integrate and it it uh, brought us some some like very good result like meaningful result for the company even at like big valuation yeah so at that How? point at that point i felt like okay I, I i did everything i wanted at this stage and um so i i started to think about uh, like at th that point i already had two kids like and I, I i worked pretty intensely for eight years so and it was very intense like how many hours per day you were working? So at some points I worked like nonstop, uh, just nonstop. Like, for example, when we released uh, this uh, freemium stuff, I just worked for three months, like sleep, work, sleep, work without any breaks. 
because I don't know. I think it was like part maybe of ego. I don't know. I, I just wanted to like make it happen. Uh, and I also like found some limits of my like uh, like energy limits, mental limits, health limits. It was pretty intense. Mm. So that decreased your productivity, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, after this like intense periods, I had to like rest one month. Uh, like. So what it made you realize? Because it seems that maybe that's one thing also that uh, gave you the idea maybe of gymnasium, of health and things like that. But before this, I would like to know... Uh, when was the first time where you realized that you can have an idea in your mind and you can make it concrete in the real world? When was this and what was the implication? Because a lot of people in the world just believe that nothing can be done. You know, that there is this type of wall between them and accomplishment and doing some things. And I assume that you believe that you can do something when you have already the experience of doing something, at least even, even if it's very small. When was this first time for you that you would say, oh my God, I can have an impact on my environment. I can change things. Yeah, so for me, there was, um, I, I explored this stuff, like, can I do something? Like, it was always a question and uh, my work uh, on my product, my work on um, uh, like my company, then at Grammarly, I found out uh, some similarities, like what it takes to make something happen. And uh, now I, I can see that it's like uh, when you have a baby, you just work uh, first, uh, like from zero to one, basically. You work non-stop uh, so the baby can survive. And uh, it basically means that it, uh, you made it happen. Like, and from, uh, from one, uh, you can like, work slower, like slower pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I learned that. And uh, I also learned along the way, uh, like different mental models, different principles like uh, divide and conquer when you do some small things you get energy out of that you get this flow state so so you you just don't think about like can i make impact you just learn how to get things done basically step by step so let's go back to after grammarly you're exhausted uh, you've worked a lot, you've accomplished a lot of things, you made uh, hard things happen. Then what? You're, you're in San Francisco, then what happened? Yeah, so there were like a uh, uh, key moment. Uh, do I want to stay and work on something different? Um, and uh, also, do I want to stay at, in U.S.? And uh, so it's two different questions. Uh, for Grammarly, at that point, I, I felt like uh, I'm not already not a fit to this company. You're not what? Not a fit. I'm not fitting in. Anymore. Not Anymore, fit because uh, Grammarly became like bigger corp corporation. And um, I just felt like I, I like more like creating something, some, some new stuff. Um, yeah, so I felt like this one is probably done for me. Second thing uh, about United States, I felt like uh, uh, it's not the best um, like tax situation for me in US because there, when you work, you just pay half of your money to the to the state, and I. Uh, so I started to look around the world uh, where I can move and uh, like have better situation with with, with like taxation and maybe uh, like also still have like good school, good everything for my kids. And uh, yeah, that's why I decided to move to Georgia. No, no visa issues, no like good taxation for, for, for me, my personal situation. 
good uh, neighborhood. I live at Lisi Veranda area. Yeah, so yeah, all puzzles came together and I moved here. Uh, did you do a lot of uh, research before on the country or it was just the main bullet points, okay, low taxations, no visa, things like that, and then you decided to yeah, come? Yeah, bullet points, and I, I came here, like, looked uh, everything with my eyes mm -hmm. and, uh, like, decided to go here. Got it. And I also didn't want to go back to Ukraine because I already spent, like, almost all my life there. I wanted to have something new, some new experience. Got it, got it. So you arrived here, which uh, was 2018? Uh, yeah, something. Yeah. 2018. And uh, what are your first steps here? What are you doing here? And the, the, the first thing you're doing here? Yes. Did you had the idea of starting a business here or what was? Uh, my, my idea was to just leave, spend time with kids and uh, try to build uh, some uh, software alone without without anybody and check like do i have enough skills to build some some project uh that will like work and uh, get some money for me and family yeah so i, I built a tool that uh filters telegram uh, channels like utility tool but even at that point uh even with with my like engineering maturity when you want to be like real full stack engineer, you still like have to fill those like gaps. For mm -hmm. example, I had I had to learn uh, like infrastructure stuff, like backend stuff, uh, like specific engineering stuff. And I, I think um, I like concept of building blocks. Uh, when you have like building blocks of different uh, things, you can uh, quicker um, create your, your product uh, like your product or implement your ideas for example when you build a tech startup you need some building blocks like um, billing you need billing you need to uh, know how to incorporate you need to, to know how to make landing page how to build backend so basically you you prefer to have those things ready available so that you can build on top of those building blocks right yes yes even uh, at gymnasium at this stage i use a lot of building blocks from my uh, previous life and uh, in grammarly i used a lot of building blocks that i had before yeah so and i also took some building blocks from like my colleagues yeah and i think this uh, thing uh, gives you some compounding effect and uh, with time you can uh, make things faster yes yes okay okay so you're here uh you're building this uh this boat on on telegram yeah but then then what happened do you do you finally sh ship ship the product or yeah shipped product uh then i was a bit uh like exhausted with this product so i released it uh and it it got some traction uh, then i i lost a bit of motivation on this because uh, i think partly because uh, it 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 had a, a pretty big backend part and i'm more like design front-end guy and backend uh, was a bit exhausting to me yeah but it's still worse doesn't to take a lot of time for me but uh uh then I lost a bit focus on that, and um, I can tell about how Gymnasia started. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, now let's go with Gymnasia and what yeah. was the ID, why you have this ID, and uh, how was it? Give us your experience about the business environment here, and how easy or how hard it was. Yeah, so for me it was. It wasn't like I like imagined. Okay, I'll build some Gymnasia. Uh, like like it is now no it was like um uh i have kids and i had uh i i brought my son to the jiu-jitsu classes in belicia here in the city center i didn't like that i have to drive him to the city also second thing was uh when covid started uh it it, it the, his group closed
And I thought maybe I'll buy some uh, plot here uh, in this leasy area. And we will uh, do some gardening with my kids. Uh, maybe we will have some private like mat space where we do like bring some teachers. Uh, and I almost bought one plot like that. But then a uh, guy d decided to not go, like to decline the deal. And uh, I, I, I thought, okay, maybe if I was ready to build this private thing, uh, maybe I should build some like available to people around. around. And uh, I started to look, uh, maybe I can build like something from scratch, some building. So I got uh, a land uh, close to British school and I started to research uh, how to build stuff there. And uh, I figured out that to build something you, had, you have to get permissions. So it's, it might be a long process. And, uh, as, uh, and that guy, I like to build things quickly. Mm. I like to build MVP, like minimal product and to understand like uh, this business uh that is how i got an idea maybe i'll rent some uh, space and uh um <laughs> yeah so maybe i'll rent some space and uh, uh open like smaller place than i i imagined i imagined to build maybe some mma facility yeah so and at that point, I, I had a guy who was helping me to look around. So he's Georgian, his name uh, Sandro. Uh, he helped, helped me to look plots, properties, and I, I liked him. He was like nice, uh, honest guy. And he found this spot. Uh, and I liked this spot because it has a nice view, like everything what we needed. And uh, I also have this mindset when I notice some person with some talent, I usually like mark it like in my mind, maybe uh, for some project we can work together on something. So um, that is how I uh, like had uh, uh, Georgi Bofoa, designer. Uh, he's my neighbor, he has small design studio at Lisi Veranda and he also the guy um, who was doing jiu-jitsu with me in the city. So I, I uh, told him about this idea to open a gym. Um, and this idea, I always had idea, okay, I like dance, I like combat sports. Uh, maybe I'll at some point in life, I'll open like dance, combat, I also like bread, bread baking. Yeah, so at that point, um, I say similar way as I met uh, George Boha, I found uh, Tanya who was uh, doing a restaurant at Basiletia and she, she proposed me, I'm looking for some like interesting projects. And I thought, okay, maybe she will help me to have some cafe area here. Also, I needed some person uh, who would help uh, to manage this sports thing because I'm not like I'm not sports guy in terms of management. And I found uh, Tanya Kabaldin. She had um, a studio at Vakia, and uh, she also joined product. So as we got key key people, Sandra was the person who can build. Yeah, the person who can design, Tanya Cafe, second Tanya Sports. So I could uh, follow and use their building blocks to, to have good pace. So we started at uh, September, at, uh, no, at January of um, 2022. Uh, and uh, in um, six to eight months we got like got everything together like we built this and we um, we i think uh, we did it quite uh fast yeah like 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. When you when you enter here, you feel that, and you see that attention was paid to to the details, and uh, to really have an homogeneous and holistic approach to this. You know, you enter, you have the coffee. Maybe you can talk about the different things that you offer, different services that you offer. Maybe in the coffee, maybe in terms of sports as well. Yeah. So we designed the space the way uh, when you enter here, you go through the cafe. And uh, our cafe is not just cafe with coffee, it's, it's, uh, it's quite a good like, uh, developed restaurant with, with a bakery, with a kitchen, a lot of equipment. So we do everything at cafe. Uh, and we have uh, lots of keto, lots of keto, keto, keto bread. Yeah. Uh, we want to launch uh, healthy, healthy menu for people who want to like have food delivery for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is cafe area with nice terrace, uh, like balcony space where you can sit, enjoy the view. Uh, we wanted to make everything cozy and we understood that uh, like wooden floor would make sense so you when you enter you feel like it's this is a good place uh, it was like so we we put wood we put uh, like simplicity in colors also initially we didn't have this name gymnasia it was uh, idea of George Boha to make this gymnasia because it fits our philosophy. Gymnasium uh, is a Greek uh, word, uh, which means uh, a place where people gather together and uh, do sports, uh, eat some food, think, uh, Interesting. explore. Interesting. Yeah. And that's why there is a strong sense of community here. When you enter here, you feel like you know, everybody's doing their own things, but Everybody knows each other, everybody's smiling, that all the team is smiling. You know, when you enter, you see Sopo smiling, greeting you. And that's not, uh, that's not the case everywhere in, in, uh, in Tbilisi, at least. Yeah, yeah. And this is why we are not just a uh, gym. We, we call it ourselves healthy lifestyle community. And uh, the community is uh, like within the team, same community. And sometimes it's not obvious who is part of the team, who is client, yeah. because it's yeah. like all community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So regarding the sport, you have uh, uh, recruited very talented people in terms of uh, uh, physical uh, physical trainer. Uh, yes. So we have several parts to like our sports thing. We have uh, combat. Um, combat is MMA, boxing, uh, judo, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. For uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, we have a uh, head coach uh, who is an Australian guy. Uh, his name is Nick. We also have a second coach, uh, Mikhail. He's uh, Ukrainian. He's black belt. Um, for boxing, we have Georgian uh, champion, uh, which is he's doing uh, now training. Jordi, um, judo, judo is huge in Georgia. Mm. We have nice coaches, uh, and they speak uh, jo Georgian and English. Great. So, like expats, also can join classes. You, you have classes for beginners to advanced. So for judo, we for now we have uh, for kids only classes because uh, judo is a bit dangerous for old people because you do a lot of uh, throws and you can injure yourself. And, and it's safer to throw uh, yeah, kids. <laughs> with, yeah, kids are lighter, so it's safer for them. And for uh, BJJ, BJJ is ideal sport for adults because you do grappling on the ground, a lot of technique, and much safer. Uh, boxing uh, and for uh, we have um, second thing is a fitness part uh, where we have also very very good um, I think best coaches in Belize. One of them is Vincent. By coincidence, also Australian guy. He's leading this uh, direction. And uh, all of our 
fitness coaches, they can also do some rehab programs, exercise to restore like bad knees, spine problems, back pains, like, so it's not just like yeah. gym. And we will soon open, um, I think it will be the only facility like that in the region, something similar to UCPI. Um, facility when we can check your uh, how your heart works how your muscles uh, work under the um, like sports load when you like run uh, and it will give you a lot of good data then you can optimize and improve your uh, mm -hmm. like performance so first first you will have when you will come here, you will have uh, some kind of diagnosis of how your body is working. And then you have the uh, physical therapist that can tell you, okay, you have a one weakness here. You should do this and this and this and adapt it to your own sport, right? That's, that's the idea. So someone comes to gymnasium and you have all the needs that he, uh, he has filled here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's different, different people would need different type of checks. Uh, like usual, regular people, they, uh, maybe we'll just need uh, a check that will uh, ensure their safety, that their heart is okay for uh, for regular uh, classes. Sportsmen uh, need a deeper, uh, deeper understanding how, like for performance, yeah. for uh, like because we we work with uh, national judo team here. Some guys are coming. We work with MMA guys, for example, uh, Roman Delizia trained with us and we we will help them to achieve even greater results in sports. Mm. Nice. Very yeah, nice. and obviously like uh, recovery stuff, like when you have some pains, you can come, have massage, have uh, manual therapy. Great, great. Um, how do you see uh, business in Georgia? How do you... How how easy or how hard it was? What what was the difficulty you met in the process of doing this? What are the difficulties you're meeting now? And what was also the maybe the the good surprises? Uh, I think um, I was pretty lucky with the team that uh, I worked with uh, that allowed us to get this fast pace and and flow uh, in what we do. Um, but it's also challenging and uh, I'm not sure it's challenging because it's probably uh, everywhere challenging like to do business it's probably that that is why businesses usually fail like uh, and uh, like in Georgia for example it's quite easy to do bureaucracy I think uh but sometimes it's challenging in terms of uh to getting a good supplier of something we had some problems with sauna because there are like two two companies for the whole country um yeah so from time to time we we have some problems with with suppliers i think it's one problem second it's, it's the lack of competition that lack of it. yeah lack of competition um then it might be some lack of uh, like this uh, work culture. So it's, but I think it's pretty much everywhere. It's very hard to get like the best people. So here, here is the same. Yeah. Um, and do you see, do you see opportunities here? Other opportunities here in Georgia? Uh, compared to what you would have seen in, in the U.S. maybe, which is a developed country? Yeah, I think here is uh, a lot of stuff undeveloped. Uh, even with with sports, there is not much uh, choice here for sports. Uh, there were just one uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school, for example. Uh, and then there is no not much dance. So, for example, when I came here, I was like, Okay, I'll Google and, and uh, once or two times a week, I'll go to some uh, hip hop class. So I started to Google, I didn't find anything. Then I figured out that everything is happening here in Facebook. Mm. So I found something in Facebook, 
but then I wanted to get a schedule and I didn't find schedule. Then I wrote to them and they didn't reply to me. So I was like, okay, maybe not dance for me <laughs> at this point of time. And uh, like, for example, when you want to buy something, there is uh, a good chance that you need to buy it from Amazon and deliver here because not much distribution is here, like small market. Yeah. Maybe market is small. Maybe there is no, no people who are willing to put money and make it happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 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 And how do you like life here in Georgia? How do you like life? The, you know, just living here, uh, you know, commuting here with the kids. Uh, for me, it's, uh, you know, my philosophy and maybe my way of life is uh, I usually as a person who creates stuff. So I spend majority of my time creating uh, and not consuming. So that is why uh, I all, almost always like in this like uh creation Pro mode and it talking. makes me happy so i am i, I always happy mm -hmm. and don't sure. don't complain so i i, I obviously see some uh, problems around but for me it's good i have like good good school good uh, neighborhood uh, my kids are happy i'm happy so for me personal life here is like good and i also like an um, attitude of georgians they're friendly um yeah i like how georgian women work like for me it's uh, usually nicest uh, experience yeah <laughs> yeah good good okay um do you have do you have future plan for gymnasia right now you're focusing in on developing what you already have built and yeah, so Gymnasia at this point is uh, not just one business, it's several businesses. Uh, I think this is, uh, this is a challenge for us because we have a restaurant business, we have a retail store business because we sell uh, sport goods like kimonos. Uh, we became distributor of French kimonos brand, Fight Art. We became distributor of Venom uh, brand which is like main brand for UFC uh, and we want to grow this part of business. We also have massive uh, sports like group classes and uh, private trainings and we have uh, this performance institute. We will have laboratory for uh, like sportsmen and regular people. This can be like other major part. For the sports parts we also have a pretty big uh, ninja park facility Ninja Park is a separate sports discipline uh, called uh, OCR, Obstacle Course Race. And we first who do this in, uh, in Georgia. And, uh, and this is uh, just the beginning uh, because um, we want to grow it a lot. We want to host camps for uh, combat, for example, uh, bring uh, kids and uh, judo sportsmen here for camps, for competitions, bring, do the same for jiu-jitsu. So Gymnasia is not just local project, it is international project. And uh, this is a uh, physical part of business. And uh, it gives us uh, a good, good foundation to build uh, digital products. Uh, to digital products means uh, to create um, video courses, different media and uh, sports programs based on this physical experience. And this is like next stage. Uh, for now, our goal is to reach a break-even point when the company um, uh, like have enough money to sustain itself. And I think like if everything good, uh, like we are like uh, two, three months away from that. Great, great, great. Fantastic. We wish you good luck. And uh, so, okay. Uh, do you want to add something, uh, Igor, maybe? Um, um, 
Yeah, I think um, I would love to invite uh, people who live in Georgia and who uh, want to have have a good uh, good place for for their health for uh, health of their family. They can come here and uh, just they can spend whole day here. Basically, yeah. they can eat here, do sport, uh, bring their kids. And we like we have a lot of families that come here and spend a lot of time here, and kids just love this place. Yes, and uh, to yeah. me personally, it's a very a place that I love. Uh, it's very pleasurable to come here, even if you just also you know for freelancers, freelancers that um, on the cafe we see a lot of uh, people with their computers, and you know they can eat here, they come here in the morning, they they eat here. At the end of the day, they can have a sauna or things like that. So it's really a place that is unique in, in Tbilisi, probably in Georgia, probably even in Caucasus. So, yes, we really invite uh, people to come here and, uh, and to check, at least to check, and they will make their own, their own, their own mind. But uh, that's really a place that I recommend in, in Georgia because, and I've, I've shown the place to uh, uh, fighters in France and uh, elsewhere. Even in Europe, you don't have this type of place. Like it's not common. It's not common. So, really, people need to to check by themselves and uh, make their own their own opinion about it. But you should check for sure. Okay, so <laughs> it was great. So first uh, first uh, podcast for us for Sakharov Insight, and uh, for the um, for the next uh, for the next time we will have uh, maybe even a deeper discussion. Maybe we can follow up with Igor. On, uh, on on his different uh, stages of um, accomplishment for his company and maturity. So uh, thank you for following. Thank you for watching and uh, click like subscribe. Yes, yeah, click like subscribe. Uh, come to Gymnasia. Follow Sakharvola Inside. Follow Gymnasia on Instagram and all the social medias. And we see you soon. Bye bye. Cheers.